There's no problem too big or small, no issue too hot or cold, and no subject these gentlemen won't talk about. Let's head into the lab to see what they're working to figure out today. Let's get into it and get down to it. Welcome to Figure It Out. This is George Grombacher. Joining me as always is Centauri Minor. Hello, folks. Helping us move from awareness to action today is Mr. Tim O'Neill, the president and CEO of, of Central and Northern Arizona Goodwill. Welcome, Tim. Hi, guys. Thanks for having me. Well, Tim, both Centauri and I are big fans and advocates of Goodwill, and it's been a pleasure to, to get to know the organization and you over the past couple of years and, and watch all the progress that you've been making. So we appreciate you taking a little bit of time. We'd love to, uh, love to learn about your career path and how you came to be the president and CEO. Sure. Well, you know, um, and you, I think you've heard my, my kind of story before, so I'm going to repeat it a little bit for you. But I was one of those kids that um, probably wasn't the best kid in the world. <laughs> I was actually blessed with great parents, but, but I wasn't a good kid. So I found myself on my own when I was 16 years old and was really lucky uh, to kind of find great mentors in the, the thrift business. Which Goodwill, that's what we do. You know, really, it's one of our, our core business lines. And I had a chance to start out as a donation attendant, kind of learning the business from the ground up and just was really lucky to get promoted and ended up moving around the country for about nine years uh, with a competitor of Goodwill's and then got here to Goodwill in 1999. And uh, it's been a great career. Uh, You know, one of the things I pride most is that we've got such a long-term senior staff. A lot of us, you know, we kind of feel like we're family and it was, it was funny, you know, when we started, it was a small group of us. Now we've got almost 4,000 employees. So it's got to a point where it's a very big family today. Yeah, no kidding. 4,000 people is a lot. So, all right. So you mentioned that, I don't want to say that you happened into it necessarily, but how, how old were you when you got started in the, in the thrift business? 16, 16 years old. And, and just, again, one of those kids that... Um, you know, I get a chance to, to see a lot of our team members, and so I try to mentor as many as I can. But, you know, I was I, I was somebody that uh, somebody took a chance on and said, you know, this kid sounds like he's smart and he's got a lot of drive, and, and that kind of led to this great career that I've had. I have to imagine that that's such an inspiring story for, like you said, the team members that you get to mentor. They must eat that up. You know, uh, it was it was interesting to me because I really never talked about that. And, and somebody came up to me one day and said, you know, you should tell people kind of how you started out. And I, I really, I don't know if it's humble or, or, but I didn't want to really talk about myself. And they said, no, you need to do that. The team members really want to hear that. And so I started kind of talking about it and it was amazing. The response I got of people coming up going, I had no idea that you did that. I had no idea that you kind of grown from the ground up. And, you know, for me, I've literally done every single job in the organization at some point in time. Uh, we, you know, when I first got to Goodwill, we had a lot of financial struggles. And so I, I went from, you know, being in, in retail and kind of running our retail operations to having to figure out how to be the CFO for a few months because we were in, you know, we'd, we'd let go of our CFO and we were in such bad, bad financial straits that I kind of had to figure out the books. And so at one point or another, I've done pretty much every job inside the organization. And I think the team members really appreciate that. And they respond to it. 
because, you know, when, when we ask them to do something, it's something that I've already done. And so they kind of respect that, I think. Tim, you said, um, and just, and I might've missed it. So you've been in, uh, in thrift since 16, but have you been with Goodwill uh, specifically since you were 16? No, no. I've been with Goodwill going on 19 years. And, um, so started in 1999 and just, has been an, an amazing adventure every single day. Uh, one thing I love about the business, there's always something new. You know, it, it's really truly one of those things where there's nothing that is repetitious about what we do. And whether that's the stores or the, the human service side, the workforce development side, you always see something new every day. And so, it, you know, it, I say it's 19 years and it literally feels like it's probably 19 months. Uh, <laughs> for me so because I, I just love it so much that's awesome and i know that uh, i think that there's so many of us who don't necessarily love talking about ourselves but to your point i mean people do want to hear that and especially as the leader of an organization to empower people and and to help them understand that hey if you work hard and do a great job there's there's really an endless amount of opportunities for you to uh, to do great work in the organization. So I think that that's great. Well, I know that it's been a busy, busy 19 years, probably busy 19 months, but certainly I, I know that the organization's been growing and uh, you've been doing a lot of great things over the past three years. So one of the questions we always, we always ask are, what are the three biggest things that you've learned over the past three years? Uh, well, this that's a good question. I, I think that the one thing I've learned most is the value of relationships. You know, I've, I've always been out in the community, but, but um, especially in the CEO role, understanding how important it is to be out all the time. And, you know, there's a, there's a book called Never Eat Alone, and I've got a few uh, friends that are CEOs of different companies in town, and, and they talk about, you know, being out breakfast, lunch, and dinner and developing those relationships and, and how much that pays off for you. And I kind of heard that and I always thought it was kind of lip service, but I have to tell you, it's absolutely true, especially in Arizona. It's, it's kind of a, you know, it's not six degrees of separation here. It's three. We all kind of know each other. And so the value of being out, talking to people, networking, getting to know uh, what's going on is just incredibly important. So, so for me, I think that's number, number one. Um, and I, number one only, and that's the first thing that came to mind. I don't know if it's the number one in, in importance when I get to the three, because my, my next one, I guess, is, um, for me getting to know the community and, you know, we're all about service and people see our thrift stores and we're very high profile. We have, I think 92, uh, stores around central and Northern Arizona right now. And, and so people think of stores, but the stores are really only a fundraising mechanism. What they're there for is to provide the dollars so that we can serve the community and help get people back on their feet and into sustainable jobs. And and not a minimum wage job, a sustainable job so somebody can go out and write a rent check with confidence, make sure that they can put food on the table for their kids and, and do those kind of things. And so for me, really being connected to the people that we serve and going out and talking to the folks that work for Goodwill or the folks that, that work for, you know, a, a small mom and pop uh, organization here in town and trying to find out what they need and trying to find out what their struggles are like 
has been really valuable to me. And one of the things that's been most surprising is how many people that are really entry level. And again, I was there. Well, we were all there at one time, but listening to the folks and how many of them have been either homeless or near homeless in the last two years has just been shocking to me. And so for us, we're really trying to put our efforts together to make sure that we can help folks figure out how to get themselves housing, get themselves food, get themselves clothing, and get themselves a job so that they can get their lives back on track and just be able to lead a happy, healthy life. So that's number two. And I think number three for me is just the surprises of what what government does. And so, again, for us, um, you know, we're an organization that that has a lot of team members. Again, we're we're approaching 4,000. We may have passed 4,000 at this point. But, you know, the the cost increases around minimum wage, that for for me uh, was, well, for the organization, was a huge hit. And we always want to pay people more. We think it's very important to do that. But the way that that was implemented, where it was a 23% increase in one year, really almost put us into very, very bad straits. Had our team not come together and been really creative, it, it could have really done some serious damage to Goodwill. And it did a lot of damage to smaller organizations. And, and that maybe is not politically correct, but it's the, the truth. And so for us, trying to figure out how to mitigate those those imposed wage increases uh, was was a real challenge for us, but we figured it out, and and this year is um, you know really moving forward in a good direction. So those are my three. Tim, it's um, you know I as someone who studied uh, economics, it's always interesting to hear people talk about the externalities of decisions, and you certainly did a good job of articulating well that it was well intended. It wasn't really thought through about how that would impact, especially even nonprofits and the work that they do. So thanks for sharing that. Yeah, no, un- my pleasure. Unintended consequences. Um, trying to do the right thing, but maybe long term doing 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 the wrong thing. But who is to say? Um, well, I, I appreciate the thought that you put into those answers. Um, I think that the value of relationships is is so so important and you're probably you're probably making all kinds of new connections but i would imagine just taking the opportunity to to go deeper with people that you've already known or had a relationship with in 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 the past and and foster those relationships so absolutely and also go ahead please i was going to say and i love that he mentioned uh never eat alone because a big piece of that is like not how how much time you spend with people, but how you spend time with people. And when you're uh, building a network, especially as you put it in the Valley where it's so small, that is extremely important. So thank you for also sharing that nugget. Yeah. yeah. And the second, getting to know the community. I mean, having 92 stores uh, in Arizona, that's that's a big number and it's serving so many different communities and neighborhoods. Uh, and I'm such a, a proponent of meeting people where they are uh, and that, to like, like like what you said, you were surprised that so many people were maybe a short amount of time removed from almost homelessness, and you're working with those people or people that have been with the organization for a long time, and just getting a good understanding of of how Goodwill is 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 best serving all those people in the community. So I think that that's great. Um, well, Tim, I, I know that obviously you talked about how Goodwill is a thrift business, but you do so many more things. Um, would love just to hear about 
what the mission is and then the actual impact that you've been having. Yeah, no, um, I appreciate that chance because we're really kind of um, misunderstood. And so for us, we are truly a not-for-profit. We're a 501c3. All of the money made by Goodwill is reinvested into the organization and the community. It all stays local. Uh, there is no there no owner of Goodwill. The board of directors are volunteers. They volunteer their time. And so we're really able to, to put the money back in and do a lot of great things. And that, that really comes in the form of our career centers, our job fairs, our job training and placements that we do. And so anybody in the community can come in to one of our career centers and receive services free of charge. It doesn't matter what you do, where you've been. And so that can be somebody that's, that's got no education at all up to somebody who has an MBA and helping them get placed into a job that's appropriate for them. And in 2017, we helped 46,000 people get jobs with organizations here in Arizona, not Goodwill, but jobs with other companies that were hiring that we were the conduit to help those folks find those jobs and get into those jobs for those employers. And so for us, we really are um, more of what's called a social enterprise. And people think not-for-profit means you get money from the government. That's not true. All of the money that we generate comes from the public donations. So when you clean out your closet, you are literally helping your neighbor or somebody that's in need get back to work. And so the beauty of that social enterprise is we generate our own funding based on the goods from the community. And so it's, it's your goods that help those 46,000 people get back to work and be able to, to provide for their families. And, you know, really the, the mission of the organization, more the vision, and, and again, I know some folks have heard me say this, but, you know, a vision is supposed to be something so big that you can't achieve it in three lifetimes. And our vision inside of Goodwill is that we end unemployment. We make sure that we find every single person a job. And, you know, we kind of adopted that, that line about four years ago. And what's really funny, well, we don't, we don't take credit for it at all, and that's not what I'm saying, but watching unemployment dwindle and more people than ever being able to find jobs during that whole time that we've had this vision and, and thought process around ending unemployment has been really satisfying for me and I think for most of the team members. Oh, I, I, I can only imagine. I can only imagine. And just knowing that you're playing an important role in that um, is, is such a cool thing. So so I don't think that, that people I, – I know that I didn't. When I really got to know the organization several years ago, I did not realize how many people you were actually placing into into work, into jobs, into careers – I didn't realize all the career centers that that you had. I didn't realize that somebody could go in and get a resume created and um, and, and, and and get help with with skills like that. So there's so much more that that goes into that. And certainly, I'd love your help in just rounding out all the different services that are available through Goodwill. Sure. Uh, you hit on a lot of them, but so, so for us, um, it's all the above. If somebody comes into us and needs food service, well, we don't provide food service, but we really work on being collaborative. We believe in this idea of collect, collectivism where we share resources with other not-for-profits. So if somebody comes to us and says, I don't have enough to eat, 
Goodwill doesn't provide that, but we have an amazing relationship with St. Mary's Food Bank, and we'll refer them there, and they'll be able to get food. If somebody comes to us and has a domestic violence situation, we don't do that, but we can refer them to a partner organization that can help those folks. So anybody in the community, regardless of what kind of services you need provided, you can come into a Goodwill Career Center, and if we don't do it, we have a partner that does. And so we can help you get back on your feet, help you get into a position where you feel comfortable and that you can take care of your family or yourself in the best way possible. So it really is a little bit of everything. Now, from the perspective of Goodwill, it's not just about the stores. It's not just about workforce development. We do all those things. One of the things I think that that people find most fascinating that they don't realize is the impact we have on the environment. And I talk about this because... If you ever have a chance, we give tours of our, what we call the Rock, our retail operations center. And it's a 300,000 square foot facility that's dedicated to a few things. One, it has a career center. So we help people get into the workforce, find jobs, and create sustainable lives for themselves. Second, it has our clearance center where stuff that doesn't sell in our stores, you can buy it by the pound and you can find amazing, amazing deals inside this center. And then the the back end piece, which I know I I think you've both seen, is this recycling aspect. And so inside of Goodwill and through the generosity of Arizonans, we recycle about 150 million pounds, 150 million pounds of goods every year through that center. And so it, it, it might be surprising to folks to understand that to operate one Goodwill store effectively, it has to have 10,000 items a day donated to that Goodwill store in order for it to operate effectively to provide the funds that we need to make the mission work. And so when those items aren't usable, they go through a recycling process and we're able to recycle almost all of the goods that are donated to us. So if they don't sell in the store or our clearance center, we're able to do some type of recycling to make sure those goods are sold and the money generated goes back into the organization to provide services to the community. Wow. So in order for the stores to be su- successful, they, you need to have 10,000 items donated every day? Yes, to every store. Wow. I'm not wow. a math person, but that's that's a lot that's of a, items. That's a lot. It's it's If you, um, again, having started out doing that, I will tell you that the folks that take our donations – are some of the hardest working and some of the best people you will ever meet because they're out there in the sun, they're out there in the heat, and hopefully they take your donations, they tell you um, how much they appreciate it, they thank you, they get your receipt, they get you on their way. But um, it's a very hard job, and but they do so much uh, more than, than maybe they even realize because without the folks taking those donations, Goodwill wouldn't exist. Oh. Tim, um, thank you for sharing that. I want to go back very briefly to um, what you talked about, about Goodwill being a social enterprise. I had the privilege of being on a, a guest on a podcast talking about trends in the nonprofit sector. And one of the big things is how do you get more organizations to think like Goodwill does and how they diversify their revenue? And so you guys are probably the best in this space and the best exemplar. But can you talk a little bit more about um, Goodwill's social enterprise and how that is a revenue generator for you? Sure. Well, the social enterprise for us is really around the stores. And, and one thing that people don't realize is Goodwill is 100 and 
uh, almost 20-year-old organization that, that was started in Boston, Massachusetts. There's Goodwills all over the world. And so for us, it's always been this idea of taking the cast-offs, the donations from folks, and turning them into a revenue and making that revenue work for the community. And so, you know, we've done a lot of things in our, our history. I've seen us do things like the thrift stores, which everybody knows. We have also had our own janitorial and landscaping business, making that work, generating funds from that as a business. I've seen us run cafeterias and, and food service. So it really is that idea of social enterprise is around, okay, how do we generate funds without asking for that, that, that um, government handout? And that means around money. We're certainly happy to take your donations when you clean out your closet, and we'll put those to good use. And that's what we want to do. And we'd rather have those donations really help our social enterprise of the, the stores be the main generator of funds rather than us saying, okay, let's get a government grant. Okay, let's ask for state help around some kind of fundraising. We want to make sure that we run profitable business operations so Goodwill is sustainable. And, you know, we've had lots of folks, they'll say, and I hear this all the time, well, Goodwill is a for-profit organization. And no, we're not. We're absolutely a not-for-profit organization. But what we do do, we run every one of our businesses exactly like a for-profit would. Because for us, we have to be efficient. We have to figure out how to squeeze as much out of every dollar as we can. Because that's what we believe is a responsibility we have to the community and to our donors is to make sure that we use what they've given us, those gifts of donations, in the best way possible. And so we really do run like a for-profit, and some people misunderstand that and think that we keep all the money. Well, that's absolutely not true. All the money goes back into our workforce development and helping those 46,000 people get back into work every year. Excellent. What do you think that the biggest opportunities for Goodwill in Arizona are over the next 12 months or so? Well, um, collaboration. Um, you know, again, we we're proud of what we do, but we don't do enough. And, and I think that's true of a lot of the not-for-profits or social services in Arizona. And so one of the things I've been very committed to, again, is this idea of collaboration and collectivism and making sure that it's not about goodwill, but it's about the community. And so we've got partnerships coming with lots of other not-for-profits to make sure that we're sitting down and figuring out how to best serve the community. And it doesn't really matter who gets the credit. It's about the outcomes for the people that need help. So for us, the next year is we're going to continue to grow. You'll see more Goodwill stores pop up, but it's really about how do we serve the community in the best way possible. And whether that's Goodwill or whether that's us collaborating to make sure that we get the services for the folks that they come to us. Um, it's just about making sure those folks have what they need. Excellent. I appreciate that. Well, Tim, knowing that the whole world would hear it, what plea would you make? <laughs> well, uh, I wouldn't make a plea. Uh, I'd say thank you. I would say thank you to everybody in Arizona that donates to us. I'd say thank you to everybody that comes to us for services and, and allows us to help them get back on their feet. I'd say thank you to our team members for working so hard every day in, in the heat and, and a really tough job. And I just say that, that um, all those thank yous are really what makes an impact on the community because we don't do it alone. It's everybody. It really takes all of Arizona 
to make goodwill work. We're we're an organization of the community, and and um, the outcomes that we have are because of everybody out there listening. So I, I would say thank you, and and I would ask that uh, you keep your donations coming so that we can do a lot more good work. I love it. Where can people learn more about Goodwill? How can people get involved? Absolutely. Go to uh, goodwillaz.org and and learn about us there. Uh, you can also look, our, our corporate number is 602-535-4000. If you'd like to go on one of our tours, which by the way, uh, again, if, if you've been on one, thank you. If not, if you want to see the mission in action, and here's some amazing stories that, that in some cases will bring you to tears about people that have done some amazing things and turning their life around. Please let us know. We'd love to have you come on a tour. I'm usually at every one of them myself, so I'd love to meet whoever would like to come out and, and have a chance to see the tour. And, and I'm happy to answer any questions people may have. But um, the website, certainly call us if you'd like a tour. And, um, again, just reach out. and We're happy to do whatever we can to help you understand more about Goodwill. Excellent. Centauri, what have we forgotten to talk about? Answered all my questions. Thanks, Tim. That was, uh, that was fantastic. Tim, anything else you'd like to share? No, I just have to tell you, I appreciate the opportunity to talk to you. And, and I guess the last thing I would say again is thank you to everybody in Arizona for supporting Goodwill. And if you don't know all the good that your donations do, please learn more about us because uh, I'm really proud of the organization. I'm proud of our people. And I'm really proud of the folks that come in and get our services and really make their lives more successful because of you uh, and the public that donates to us. So thank you very much. Excellent. Well, Tim, thank you again for coming on, for your time, and for all the great work that you and Goodwill are doing. And thanks, as always, for listening to the show. Um, Definitely encourage you to check out Goodwill. Go on that tour. Um, We'll actually have a a link to to send an email to to. to to get signed up for that Um, and as always keep questioning because the struggle is real